0: Welcome back to the COS Business Podcast. My name is Andrew Hasley, and I'm the host of the show. Today, I'm here with Michelle, I'm going to say it wrong, uh, Moraz. You
1: said it wrong. Right. Oh,
0: yes. <laughs> i have always thinking of like Jason Moraz. Exactly. So, my, we're,
1: we're, just, <laughs> we're related, actually.
0: Yeah, okay. Really? Are you, what? That's cool. <laughs> we got to get into that a little bit. <laughs>
1: no, don't get into that.
0: <laughs> okay, so, so, what, so what is it that you do? Can you tell us here, here in like a few sentences what you do, if you can?
1: In a few sentences, what I do is I help, I guide people to realize, to stop apologizing for what they're not or what they didn't become, to actually embrace who they are and become the best versions of themselves unapologetically. Okay. And I do that in several different ways.
0: Okay, we're going to break that down. Yeah, but before we do that, I'll roll the intro music and we'll get started. Okay. This is a show where we have real conversations with entrepreneurs and business owners who are mostly in Colorado Springs doing things in the community of Colorado Springs. One of our sponsors for the day is Atmos Planning. Atmos Planning is changing the way business owners and real estate investors are served by the financial services industry. They take an innovative approach with their personal CFO model to help visionaries maximize their net worth, impact, and quality of life. On top of all that, their clients typically save 20 to 30% in taxes, even if they are already working with a CPA or bookkeeper. If you have a goal to reach 1 million in revenue or more, a 1 million plus real estate portfolio, or even 1 million plus in after-tax profit while making an impact on the people around you, then schedule a call today. Their website is atmosplanning.com. A-T-M-O-S planning dot com. Yes, I'm happy to have you on the show today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so so yeah, let's kind of get into that about what you, how you go about doing that. And like, this is a business podcast. We'll dive into the business of that, but I would like to kind of just learn a little bit of, of what that is, what that looks like.
1: Okay, well, it all... I've done many things in my life, but the reason I got to that is because of several other things. So in 2014, I was writing political speeches, things of that nature. And then in 2014, I was in a car accident. And in that car accident, I lost my memories. I lost my ability to walk. And for about two years, I didn't walk or talk without assistance. And in those 24 months, I evaluated myself, Mm. something that we all need to do. And I was trapped in my head with all my inner critics telling me, you're useless, you shouldn't be doing what you're doing, why don't mm-hmm. you go away? That kind of stuff. and while I was in there reevaluating my life, I realized that other people are suffering from this too, and I promised if I got out of this, if I could talk again, I would do something to get people out of their heads.
0: Mm, that's crazy because all you could do was be in your head exactly <laughs> Wow that, well, that, that must ha- you couldn't talk uh you couldn't walk. That must have been terrible. <laughs> it's,
1: it's horrible. I had a traumatic, well, I have a traumatic brain injury. I lost my frontal lobe over my left ear, the back of my head, and my two hemispheres disconnected. But when they would test me, I tested normal. Mm. But around 1 o'clock in the afternoon, I'd fall over and I couldn't see anything anymore. So they couldn't catch it at the, at the medical facilities. And that's where I learned we're all stuck in our heads we're all believing this crap in our heads mm-hmm. how do i help people get out of that so they can become the best versions of them mm-hmm. and when i started talking again i was asked to be on a tedx and so i did tedx colorado springs okay and that is when my life changed i did this tedx it kind of blew up and then i was asked to speak around the world so instantly i became an international speaker without me knowing i was an international speaker
0: yeah yes that was that, that wasn't even in your intention probably either
1: I always thought I was going to be a storyteller. I told stories at the um, Story Project here in Colorado Springs and Manitou. And so I did that all the time, Mm -hmm. but I never expected it to be a job. You've
0: got a good storyteller voice.
1: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So that's really what happened. And I thought, now, how do I put this so that people can learn from this before I go away? Mm -hmm. Because the doctors didn't know how long I was going to be able to keep speaking or how long I was going to be functional Mm. because I shouldn't be. And so that's where my problem came in. It was like, how do I get this out? So I wrote a book called, based off my TED Talk, And it's called Eat, Drink, and Be Merry. Basically, three tips on how to live the best life you can while you can. Mm -hmm. You want to know the three tips?
0: I do, yes.
1: (laughs) Number one is you have to have a plan, but be flexible on how you get to it. Number two, eat dessert first. You have to enjoy the little things in life because when I lost my mind and my ability to function, what I really missed the most were the little things. Mm -hmm. And then the third was... The differences between a rut and a grave are the dimensions. And that was a quote by Ellen Glasgow. If you find yourself doing the exact same thing all the time and wondering why you're not getting any better, it's a definition of what Einstein's definition of insanity. Mm -hmm. You have to step out. You have to do something different a little bit so that you can get away from whatever you want away from. And then I found out I had breast cancer. So-
0: <laughs> you just got like,
1: boom, life boom, is just boom, boom, brutal boom. at you.
0: Wow. <laughs> okay.
1: And so that's really, that. then I realized, okay, what I wanted to do has to be amplified. I had to do more. And so, okay, now I'm going to be a speaker. Now I'm going to write another book. Now I'm going to have to really push people faster out of their comfort zone. Because I thought that, as the universe telling me, Okay, lady, we gave you one chance. Well, here, we're going to give you a second chance. Oh, by the way, here's something else you get to deal with. Mm. Move. And that's what I took it as. Yeah. A hurry up and do it. And I just started moving. Mm-hmm. And with the breast cancer, I wasn't supposed to live past three months, and here I am four years later. So- Wow. I must be on the right path. <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> and, sure. And, when, and how do I do this with the business is there are so many inner critics in your mind or in mm-hmm. our people's minds and businesses' minds and entrepreneurs, and they think, I can't do this because I haven't seen it happen or I can't this, do this because I failed a, a, a spelling bee when I was in seventh grade. I mean, there's things that come up that make no sense. Mm-hmm. And so I train people to realize I've done this before in some way, shape, or form. What is this? Whatever it is that they think they can't. Okay. So like in my case, uh, let me think of something. I was afraid of heights. Mm -hmm. Think of something that simple. And then I realized, well, when I was a little kid, I went onto the tallest diving board and I jumped. So am I really afraid of heights if I went off the 12-foot board? Well, I can't be because I did do that already. So no, Mm. I'm not afraid of heights. I'm afraid of that one particular thing. And then you start breaking down why that particular thing. And it's usually not what you think it is. It's something far smaller that made a bigger significance, a significant part of your brain story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's what I do. I help people through those.
0: Okay. And how do you find those those things.
1: A lot of talking.
0: Okay. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, yeah. You got you to dig dig through it. Yeah. Yeah. Because no one's really, people probably don't even really realize a lot of the things that they hold themselves back from.
1: Not at all. And usually when a, a client comes to me and they say, I'm stuck because of this, I do, really? Why do you think it's that? Mm-hmm. Well, because of this and this and this, and I'll just keep going backwards. And what happens is they realize it's nothing from their adulthood. It's something from when they were like seven. Hmm. It tends to be something very insignificant in their past, and they do, why did I hold on to that so hard? I don't know. Your brain does crazy things. True that, yeah. Yeah.
0: Even if you can't find the reason of why, can you find uh, a way around that?
1: Yes, but we always find the reason why. Okay, sweet, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) It actually comes up in the conversation, because I'm a big body reader, so... I'm a speaker. I, mm-hmm. I studied with Toastmasters. I studied with a lot of people who taught body language and how communication really happens. So when I'm talking to a client, I'm big about meeting them. That's why COVID was a mess because I need to be in front mm-hmm. of you because I'm reading your body language. And so when you're telling me a story, I see the, the small hair in your eyebrow move or, or your eye twitch just ever so slightly and I go that way. Mm. It's something I can't see when we're on a phone call. Or on a You, know, on you a, can't pick up on it. It's yeah. like I have as to real see as you, you. could. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and so when I do that, that's really it's the intuition that I'm reading off of you mm-hmm. that brings us to the story that's really holding you back.
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering what's holding me back from something. I don't even know if something's holding me back. I'm sure there's something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> there's always room for growth. Yeah. Always. Definitely. So I mean, I assume it wasn't I'm not talking an hour later, I'm talking. It, how did you work through that? Was it, how long was that process?
1: Uh, I think I'm still in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there are days when I'm very tired that I can't talk.
0: Mm.
1: So I schedule my day very strategically because I know I'm functional in the morning. And around 3 o'clock in the afternoon, I start getting a little iffy. And so I have days where I take complete days off so my brain has to rest. And so I encourage people to find time in their day. Yes, I have a brain injury, but really, we all have the same kind of brain. Mm-hmm. And if with me, I'm just very sensitive when to when it gets tired. So I always encourage people to find time in your day to take an off, mm-hmm. turn off the switch, turn off all the electricity, turn off whatever. But let your brain have time to recharge. Yeah,
0: and listen to your body. Yeah, something that uh, my last guest really helped me learn was uh, Robert Kittredge. Mm-hmm. He really was talking about you know how listening to what your body is saying in, in a lot of ways he was, he was actually talking about how your body has is he called it the inner authority is what he called it mm-hmm. and uh and I can remember some of the words he was saying because they stuck with me because I was like connecting with it I was like okay because right after our talk uh right after our podcast conversation I had like some things just click in my mind and I was like wow like this is amazing yeah. <laughs> so
1: Well, Bob and I did a lot together. So Bob, when I had my brain injury, Robert yes, (laughs) he's the one who met me at a Toastmaster meeting, and I didn't recognize anyone there. I was going there trying to remember who I was. Mm. And you had already
0: been going to the Toastmasters
1: prior? I used to be the Southern Division governor of of Colorado. And you were going there and not
0: recognizing anyone.
1: Well, because I disappeared for a year and a half.
0: Oh, okay. I thought it was because of the, the injury. It was. Okay.
1: I couldn't drive. I couldn't go anywhere. So yeah. <laughs> um, when I started getting better and the doctor's like, you need to go out and find who you are. My daughter was driving me. And one of my calendar alerts was to go to that Toastmaster meeting. And I went there and didn't know anybody. Mm-hmm. And it was Robert who came back to me and said, hey, Michelle, how you doing? And I said, I don't know who you are. Mm-hmm. And he said, how can you not know who I am? And so I told him what happened. My daughter told him what happened. Mm-hmm. he's like you're a leader. You need to find you again. And so he's mm. one of the people who helped me realize that I had forgotten who I was. Mm. Yeah, so Robert and I are, I'm, I am I love that man. <laughs> yeah, he's a good guy, yeah. <laughs> but we have a lot of the same training because he brought me into the John Maxwell team. And the, from the mm. John Maxwell team, I ran into a lot of other things that helped me find my brain. And uh, yeah, it's been a slow process rebuilding my brain, but parts of me that are there are exquisite like savant level and okay. then the, and then the things that are gone are really gone so there are people that see me who think i might be snobby because i don't remember them but i really don't they're part mm-hmm. of my memories that have are just gone
0: so when you say you're trying to remember who you are where it were or find out who you were or find out who you are uh you literally mean that, that not metaphorically you mean like actually did not know who you were
1: <laughs> yes i had no clue who i was what i believed in what i did it was a very terrifying place to be
0: mm, i could i can imagine yeah. yeah so so what's what does that look like uh from from you said you forgot how to walk and everything at the beginning, too?
1: I didn't forget. My body wouldn't do it.
0: Oh, it Okay. Because
1: my hemisphere is disconnected, so my left brain wouldn't move with my right brain. So I could see things, but my, my eyes were off, so I kept falling.
0: Mm, would you Would you think, try to walk, and it just wouldn't work?
1: Yeah. They weren't talking to each other. Same with my, my thinking. I was thinking completely in my head, full sentences, everything. Mm. But I couldn't write it down, and I couldn't speak anything. That's And, and so I would do cylinder, liquid. And I couldn't think of what it was. I could describe it, but I couldn't tell you glass of water.
0: Mm -hmm. That's, that's, that's fascinating to me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It was very frustrating. (laughs) And what's crazy and what's also really good for all of that was because of the brain damage, I'm basically Dory from Finding Nemo. I don't have a long, I mean, I, I have very short term memory. So I would say, hi, Andrew. Hi, Andrew. Turn around and, Oh, hi, Andrew. And I would get into this loop. Mm. So with the same thing with being stuck in the house and not moving, I thought I was only down for maybe a couple of weeks. It's been two years. I didn't know. Time means nothing. Mm. I'm getting better at it, though.
0: And that's, that was 2014. So we're seven years from the, the incident. And so your brain's basically just rebuilding these connections between each other. That's that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but that's why I guide people the way I do. Because mm-hmm. think of all the people you meet who say, I can't do this because. I can't be- do this because. Well, I have all the becauses. Mm-hmm. I can't talk because I have a brain injury. <gasps> but I am. Yes. <laughs> I can't run a business because I have a really short attention span or memory. <gasps> But I am. Why? Because you can find things to work around your your things that you can't do. Mm -hmm. I do not do well with numbers. I lost my ability to add and subtract. Kind of hard to do a business when you can't add and subtract. Well, that's what programs are for. That's what people who do accounting are for. That's what calculators (laughs) are for. So what you do is you find ways around your weaknesses Mm. so that you work on your strengths and then surround yourself with people who can hook up that difference of that weakness Mm -hmm. and that's really what I I've been doing for sure and so like and that's
0: something you should do even if you don't have a brain injury all the time (laughs) and that's what I'm saying
1: it's perfect for coaching because no one can come to me and say I can't yeah I'm like uh okay I've been diagnosed with breast cancer I have a brain injury I couldn't walk for a very long time and I couldn't talk so tell me what you can't do anymore
0: yeah exactly (laughs) yes for sure you could bring that uh you know to to a client you know and you could really help them out with that i think i I do i help many
1: many many people do that that's amazing because i help people who really think they're so stuck they're so far up in their game and they do i'm stuck Mm -hmm. i'm i'm basically the brick that pushes you through (laughs) let's go
0: yeah Mm -hmm. so so how did the the tedx talk come come about
1: TEDx, um, well, we have to remember my brain. Mm-hmm. I, I don't remember. All mm. I remember is that someone invited me, and I said yes. Okay. Yeah. And then I know I did very well. I think I went over on time. I had to watch it afterwards because I didn't remember what I said. But I wrote a book afterwards, and I became an international speaker. I kind of blew up mm-hmm. and all, all over the place. And then in all of that, somewhere in there... I met a, a big group of people from India, and I won an award from the uh, Women's Economic Forum of India. And I went out to India, got the award, met a lot of more people out there. And so a lot of things have happened because I was brave enough to step out. Mm-hmm. I mean, a brain injury, no memory, going across the ocean by myself, too. Really? You went by yourself? Yeah, I ended up meeting up with two, other, uh, three other Americans out in California, but we met, uh, no, Baltimore and we met there and then we flew out together just in case I got lost mm-hmm. but <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> just in case but that's really what evolved was stepping out of my comfort zone and being daring enough to to attempt mm-hmm. see how far I can push myself because what I realized was what I was told I couldn't do wasn't necessarily what I couldn't do I had to find a different way and then the same with um, I went to the Philippines I'm from the Philippines originally and so I went to the Philippines and I met all these really great people, never thought anything about it. And then one day I get a call saying, hey, you have a podcast in Colorado, right? Yes, I have a podcast called Mental Shift. Wow. I mean, I've been watching it. Thank you so much. I go, yeah, thank you. He goes, would you like it to be an internet TV show out of the Philippines? I'm like, yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: I mean, <laughs> so now my podcast used to be out of my house. Now it's a TV internet show. That's broadcasted across all of Asia and now in the United States too. So for a brain injury cancer patient, things are going quite well. Yeah. And then I started another podcast called Denim and Pearls. That's out of Peyton, Colorado with my my neighbor because Brian and I, during COVID, you got locked down. Well, I'm a talkative person, Mm -hmm. as you can tell he's a talkative person and I was watching him build his yard. I'm like, well, okay, you've got to be COVID free. Cause I've seen you playing with rocks for weeks. There's no way you've seen anybody. Yeah. <laughs> and I've been stuck in the house. So I haven't seen anybody. Can I come over, you know, and talk to you afterward, after you're done with your yard. He says, yeah, every night I, when I stop at five, come on over. And so we started talking, having these great talks. And I'm like, we should do this on Facebook. Yeah. I said, people need to be uplifted because we're laughing, having a great time. And he's like, "Yeah, let's do it." And then we're doing this on Facebook. I'm like, "Why don't we make it a podcast?" So we made it a podcast. So every Friday at noon, we're a podcast called Denim and Pearls, Business Casual with Pearl of Wisdom from the Porch. Hey, yeah. that's so awesome. guess which one of us is Pearls? I, I'm assuming you. No. Okay. We haven't decided. He won't. He won't agree. Okay.
0: <laughs> so you're both denim and pearls. Yes. <laughs> do Do you still uh, struggle with forgetting things today? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's, that's gotta be a challenge. And yeah,
1: it's a challenge, but I've learned to stop beating myself for what I forget. And that's a message I like to share with the audience is we're human. Mm -hmm. No one's going to judge you for forgetting. Okay. Mm -hmm. So either put things in your phone that you don't want to forget, you know, put little memos and alerts. I have so many alerts on my phone. It's ridiculous. But when I forget something and I sincerely forget it, it's, it's okay. It means my brain didn't want to remember it. And there's a reason I forgot it. Let it go Mm -hmm. and Mm. learn to forgive yourself more. And that's really what I've learned over the past seven years is to forgive myself for what I'm not wonderful, perfect at because we're not perfect. Mm -hmm. Just be, be happy and accept yourself. And if you want to improve, improve. If you don't want to improve, don't. But Mm -hmm. don't feel the pressure of, okay, well, I got a degree and I have to do this.
0: Let me hit that real quick. (laughs) Hopefully by the time you finish watching this, you'll know exactly whether or not our services are right for you. The one thing I've been really good at my entire life is fine attention to detail. And when it comes to the videos I produce, that's exactly what you can expect. Films can make you cry, laugh, or even rethink your whole life. It's powerful Powerful stuff, stuff, man. man. And that's exactly why I started Behemoth Visuals, to take the power of filmmaking, and apply it to business. What we do at Behemoth Visuals is help businesses develop strategies to start producing and using video in the most effective way for them. So how can we use video to help your business, you might ask? We know that success may mean something different for every client. That's why we have an intake process and gather as much information as we can so that we can help determine the best ways to start using video in your company. Our aim is to solve real problems and help your business succeed we dive deep and analyze what it's going to take to help your business achieve success with video. So like I said at the beginning of the video, you should have a good idea whether or not our services are a right fit for you. If you're interested in working with us, please book a strategy session by clicking the link below and you'll be one step closer to seeing your business go visual. It's powerful stuff, man. Am I okay? Yeah, this is fantastic, yeah. Just rambling. (laughs) No, you're good. Uh,
1: where were we at before that, before that happened? <laughs> oh, I was telling people to stop apologizing mm. for what they haven't done or stop apologizing and say, uh, I, I got a degree and I don't want to do this. Then don't.
0: Yeah. Then
1: don't. <laughs> there are so many, so many. Too professionals. bad you can't sell your degree. I know. <laughs> but I've made so many professionals are like, but I spent so many years doing this. Yeah. And it's, it's a, it, I see everything as a relationship if you're in a relationship and you're absolutely miserable and you stay in it because you committed so many years to it. Same with
0: the business. I could think too.
1: It's the same thing. Everything's a relationship. Mm -hmm. So I got a degree. I've got to finish this. I've got to see this through. Do you love what you do? I hate it. Then why did you just torture yourself for the rest of your life? It makes no sense.
0: For sure. And is that something you kind of take help people go uh, through with your coaching?
1: Yes, that's exactly what I do. Okay, sweet. We uncover those kind of things. And, you know, it's just that brain injury and then the breast cancer journey has been the most eye-lifting, eye-opening experiences for me because I've been told I'm going to die. I mean, really. And one of the things that went through my head when they told me, you have three months to live with this cancer, Mm. was it wasn't, I wonder what my ROI is. It was, <laughs> how many people know I care? I really wanted to leave a mark of, of love and care and you know move somebody to another level. It didn't matter what my degree was. Mm-hmm. I didn't care. And when I lost my memories, I didn't start looking back to, I have an engineering background, I've got this, I'm a quality systems man, I, I forgot about it. It was all more about who am I, what do people remember me as, and when I die, What will they remember me as? Mm -hmm. And I promise you, whatever you're doing in your world right now, if you're hating what you're doing, you must do one thing every day that you love and grow it. Because life is too short and too precious to be miserable. Mm -hmm. That's really my bigger message. (laughs) I I love it. Yeah.
0: (laughs) That's uh, going in the description. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's cool. And I, I remember, you know, we were talking about uh, Robert and uh he when he was here last time, one to, one thing I told him was failure is not an option, and then he instantly like without even thinking, he was like failure is always an option. It's
1: always. Yeah. <laughs> because here's the thing, as humans, we we are born, we crawl. Okay, we crawl and then we get up. We get up and we fall. This is the
0: story he told, mm-hmm. said, yeah. <laughs> he gets up
1: and we fall. We fall, we fall, we get up, we fall. We are geared as humans mm-hmm. to fall and get up. Somewhere in our teen years, we forget that we are meant to fall mm. and get up. And when we get into adulthood, we get embarrassed when we fall. No, it's a learning experience. Learn from it, get up. Mm. We're not meant to stay down. We're meant to keep getting up. So if you're out there and you're thinking that you have fallen and you can't get up, get up. Yeah. <laughs> get up. I Find mean, a way.
0: You you got up. <laughs> I'm still
1: up. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder where I am, but yeah. I'm still up.
0: Yeah, for sure. So so with the the business side of the, of the coaching, is that your main thing coaching or do you or speaking or what is your main thing?
1: Mm, it's a little bit of everything right now because okay. with COVID it stopped the big speaking things, mm-hmm. but I am still coaching and training corporations. Okay. So I'm still speaking and coaching larger groups. Okay. And then I have my one-on-one clients. So I still do multiple things. And remember, I'm an author. Mm-hmm. I also have the TV show and I have a podcast. Yeah. So I have, a, I have a lot of irons in, in fires, but you love them all. I love them all because every one of them touches people in a different way. Mm-hmm. My whole objection in this world right now is to turn on the lights for as many people as I possibly can to live their best life. Mm-hmm.
0: I dig it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so how, how do you go? Do clients reach out to you? How do you grow this business? Word of mouth. Word of mouth. Mm-hmm. And it's been word of mouth since uh, the TED talk. Hmm.
1: Well, that's how my speaking started. Yes, okay. word of mouth, and then the coaching started, two thousand seventeen, when I started my John Maxwell, coaching certification. Okay, and then that's been word of mouth since too. I've never advertised. Okay,
0: and so you, but you basically just uh, be active. Yeah, and uh, where does the word of mouth always start somewhere? Where where, do you, where does that start at? Like you talking to people, you going on stages? Well, you have or- to think,
1: I am I am a speaker. Yeah. So when I was on these big stages, I'm in a room with 3,000 people. Mm-hmm. The percentage of people that would reach out to me, a good 15 of them, you know. Oh. And so from that, you know, they, between my books and then the podcast and, you know, the interviews and all the other podcasts mm-hmm. I've been on, those kind of things, I get a lot of contact of people. Mm-hmm. And then people who are brave enough to reach out to me, reach out.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah that's just Not just brave works. enough, but also, you know, connect enough with you yeah and they're
1: done of they're done waiting mm-hmm.
0: and, and then they they see you and they're like look at this amazing person <laughs> who's been able to bring her lift herself up out of such hard hard times they can see that you've did it Yeah, and they can you have the proof right there and they're like how do you teach me to do that essentially exactly
1: and that's what i'm saying i'm just i'm just a girl i mean yeah. I, there's nothing that I, i'm just who i am and i love people and i love people to see people succeed in what they love to do. Mm -hmm. So let's do it.
0: I think I've seen a post of yours once. Your singing right there just reminded me. Mm -hmm. You said you were trying out for a Disney uh, voice? Yes, I did. Yeah, that's awesome. I was thinking of that because I was just imagining how perfect your voice is for a Disney character.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I do a couple of audiobooks, and I just did a children's audiobook. I did my book, um, It's Not Luck Overcoming You. I think I did that one. No, I think I did "Eat, Drink and Be Merry." So I'm an audiobook narrator, too. Okay. But, yeah, I, I really hope they call me back for Disney. At yes. Disney, if you're <laughs> listening, please. Because, you know, it's, look at that stuff. Isn't it neat? Wouldn't you think my collection's complete? I mean, I love <laughs> That's <perfect>. Disney. Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. So so with your business, so what do you think have been some of the challenges that you've had to overcome?
1: Well, in my business, the biggest thing to overcome for me was I never knew I had a business. mm Remember, I started the TEDx with a full traumatic brain injury. Yeah. And then I started being asked to speak. I was in Dublin, Ireland, when someone came up to me and said, oh, so Michelle, you're an international speaker, huh? And I said, I am? She says, well, you were speaking in India? I said, yes. You spoke in... I mean, so she started naming, I'm like...
0: She started breaking it down.
1: (laughs) I am an international speaker. So I'm on the other side of the world when I realized... Speaking was what I was doing. Yeah. and I was an author. I'm like, "Holy smokes, I don't have anything in place." I mean, I had nothing in place. Yeah. <laughs> and so my biggest hurdle with my business was I had a business name that I had started as the fundraiser way back in like two, uh, not in 2014. Okay. And I never did anything with it because I started writing for political guys, you know political mm-hmm. people. I was writing their speeches. I let it drop. But when I found out I was a speaker speaker and I had a I had books coming out and I had to do something about it and people wanted to hire me as a coach, I'm like, um, I need an accountant. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I need someone to tell me what to do with this business plan because I don't have one. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a lot of things that happened post. I started my business and then told was told, you have a business, you better do something. Because mm. I wasn't tracking receipts. I wasn't tracking anything because I wasn't a business.
0: Yeah, you were just living.
1: I was just living. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like. Oh, this is a business. And I'm so glad that someone told me I was an international speaker because then I started paying attention. Mm-hmm. And now I retro built. So if you're out there wondering, what am I doing? I'm, I don't know. I, I haven't started this and just start doing it. Yeah. Just do the framework because I think one of the biggest things I did that could have hurt me but didn't was I didn't have a foundation for my mm-hmm. business. I had a name because I just used my own name. hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is Michelle Morales with uh, Michelle Morales because that's what I did. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have a business. So get yourself a, a good foundation. Do do your homework about what you need to start, mm-hmm. but don't allow it to stop you
0: yes. from following your passion. I think that's what happens a lot is we all, we, a lot of people want to build the foundation so perfectly that they never even get started. Yeah. And that's the, the way I like to do things is get started before I'm even ready. Yep. And I'm sure that there's other ways to do that, but I know that that works best for me.
1: Uh, that's how the universe works. Yeah. Things doors open for you and they're not going to say the door is opening. Wait, do you have the checklist? No, they're not gonna yeah. The universe doesn't work that Pretty way. Sure. So if something happens and it's working out for you, do it. But on the back end, keep building. Mm, yes. Uh, don't allow it to stop you because I mean, like, like Andrew was telling you, I've got a podcast, a TV show, books, I've uh, coaching. I've got, you know, corporation training and uh, there's all these things that happened that I never planned. Mm-hmm. But when they happened, I'm like, hey, accountant, <laughs> yeah, can we add this DBA? Hey, can you do this? Can you help me? I can think we that's ca-
0: a good sign that you're doing the right thing.
1: Yeah, I'm on the right path, mm-hmm. but the universe is opening it before I'm ready for it. Mm. Or is it? Yeah. So since I have things in place or people I trust in place, that when something opens, I do. Um, do you have documentation that I can use? hey accountant or hey mm-hmm. lawyer what do I need so I make this official okay you need this this and this okay good yeah, yeah. and then I'm covered so make sure your bases are covered you've got a good team around you that can help you or friends that you that do things that you can't do that will guide you and keep moving forward let your business grow don't think it's so much that you you snuff it out
0: mm, yeah exactly yeah. how did you get assemble that team
1: I was going to networking meetings and meeting people. Okay. And my thing is, is it was more than what they did. It's who they were. Mm, that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. So I would meet people and do, I really like you. I mean, I don't know what you do. What do you do? Oh, I'm a, I am do such and such. Oh. Huh. And in my mind, well, I don't need that. And then like the next week, uh, Michelle, do you have da, 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 da? Oh,
0: I, need that. I just <laughs> met you, you
1: know? And so that's what how it would work. I work with people that click with me. Mm-hmm. It's not about the business. It's who they are.
0: Mm-hmm. I think the, the trendy word is alignment. Alignment. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> you got to keep up with the trends. Okay. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm kind of out of the box
1: with that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so is there anything today that you'd like to promote, to promote specifically? <sighs> denim and pearls, probably.
1: Yeah, denim and pearls. <laughs> Come join us because you know that new platform clubhouse?
0: Yes, but I can't get on it because I'm an Android user. Aw,
1: oh, man. I'm so okay.
0: bummed. I've been wanting to get on it for like a, a month. Okay,
1: but let to so say get a cheap old used I- yeah. iPad. But the other thing about it, Denim and Pearl's podcast every Friday at noon, I love that show. Um, and I need to tell you a little background, a little bit about it, because Brian and I have been neighbors for over 15 years. Okay. Our children were friends. Okay. I never spoke to him.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> and now you guys are doing a podcast together. <laughs>
1: And so he did a lot of networking stuff with Linda Sink. They did um, L&B networking and beer, all these networking groups. Mm-hmm. So I was seeing them all the time, but I never spoke to him. And what I realized is this man knows networking. He knows finances, and he's just an all-around good guy. Mm-hmm. And so when we partnered up with Denim and Pearls, I'm a mindset person. I, I help people get over hurdles. Well, we thought, it was, what a perfect match for a business podcast. But not all businesses, really entrepreneurs and small businesses. For sure. And so that's what Denim and Pearls is. Denim and Pearls is business casual. Conversation from the porch, and the reason we say porch is if you've ever been to the South, we always have a big old porch, and everyone's on rocking chairs, and everyone's just talking and hanging out. A porch, yeah, a porch. (laughs) We're out there on the porch having some tea, and so sweet tea, and so we're out there just talking and talking honestly, and even though we have opposing views, we don't attack each other we listen to each other and we learn why. And so we thought what a perfect thing to bring up. So we do Denim and Pearl's live stream on YouTube and Facebook because we encourage people to come on and ask questions and we address them Mm. and we connect them to people. And, oh, you're looking for such and such. Well, you know, so-and-so does that. So we're using it as a networking networking because COVID. That's why we started. It was to connect people because COVID was locked us down. Well, now that we're slowly loosening up, Clubhouse came up, and it's like the clubhouse is the porch. Mm. It's an open forum where anyone can come hang out on the porch and send their them.
0: audio stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah, they just get on and say, Hi, my name is Joe, and I'm in Arkansas, and we just start talking about whatever we're talking about on the porch. Mm-hmm. Anything goes as long as we're not offending people or swearing or anything. Yeah, so yeah. we have our Denman Pearls every noon, uh, every Friday at noon. Mountain time. <laughs> Mountain time <yeah. laughs> but immediately after, we go to Clubhouse and open the door, and we can just keep talking.
0: Okay. Uh, and you're live on Facebook, though. That's where you, where you do it? On
1: Facebook and YouTube.
0: And so people can comment live there, too, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so sweet. Yeah. Hey. And then they
1: can come and talk live <laughs> yeah. on Clubhouse. So we're playing with that. That's, That's a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I can't wait until Clubhouse releases their Android app. <laughs> I know
1: it keeps stopping so many people. I mean, we yeah. told our our listeners on the podcast, "Hey, come on to Clubhouse. We're going to be there." And they are writing, "Um, I have an Android. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. I don't have an f- iPhone." I'm like, yeah. "Our audience is all Android." <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I, I know like the the percentage like with the at least US population is about 50-50. So I mean, yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting though. Cause that's how Instagram went about it. I don't know if you know, but Instagram was an iPhone app first for like until 2012 and then Facebook bought them out and then they were on both. Yep. Both it's coming. Platforms. It's yeah. coming. It's coming. Just got to let Facebook buy them out. No, I'm just <laughs> Shh, He,
1: he didn't say that out loud clubhouse. He's good. You can let them in still.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's either that or, you know, someone else is going to come around, but I think the, the, the way clubhouse is, I like to talk about this stuff I like to talk about apps and the development and. How they grow, uh, I think it's solidified a piece into culture in the culture already. Mm-hmm. Like the way that it's 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 real. Like it's not just a flash in the pan. Like uh, some like you see these social medias come and go
1: like oh, so like quickly. Pe- people said Facebook was gonna disappear and it's still here. Yes,
0: exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but I laughed
1: when Clubhouse came on because I start my uh, well. Brian told me to get on the Clubhouse, and I'm on it. And I said, "This is like a party line from the '70s." interesting and he said what i said i remember as a teen i would pick up the phone and my neighbor would be on the phone you could hear them talking and you do um can i use the phone can you get off oh yeah yeah i'll be on for another 10 minutes I mean, or all of our girlfriends would get on to the same call yeah it's a party line it's just a digital party line
0: yeah for sure but you just
1: it's around the world and you never know who's going to show up
0: (laughs) yeah exactly yeah (laughs) There's interesting things how that is. When I was a kid, <laughs> we had chat rooms, <laughs> mm-hmm. and you don't see chat rooms like AOL chat rooms, like instant chat. You don't see them no more. But then I've, I'm on TikTok and I see this thing, and it's, I'm not saying that the TikTok is the is the chat rooms, but there's this chat roulette thing, and it's very similar to the feel of what. Uh, uh, Well, I think it's Omegle. is is not It's not chat really Omegle, and it's it's just random people popping on, and you just talk to them. It's video, though. It's it just reminded me of like how it's like kind of like a chat room because you're just talking to anonymous people. You know, I was like 12 years old, like doing that. Probably shouldn't have been. Yeah, probably shouldn't
1: have been on there. Yeah,
0: (laughs) but yeah, it was. It it just it's cool how things can feel nostalgic
1: (laughs) and and how things evolve. Yes, because here we were going video, 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 and now Clubhouse Mm. just audio. Yeah. It's like, wow, that's really weird. I was thinking the next step would be virtual reality. We'd have mm-hmm. virtual, we'd beam into a room and we'd all be there in virtual reality talking. Mm-hmm. No, and that's
0: coming. I think. I think uh, it's coming too. It's just not developed yet. Like the the the, the hardware and software kind of has to. To, and also the platform. The platform is, is huge. That's why like Clubhouse clicked and it clicked and it's working. So it's like. Well, I
1: want us to all be wearing virtual reality glasses and we can go into a room and all be standing there talking to each other. I mean, because like yeah, there's be video so cool. games now when you're you know Darth Vader standing right there next to you. You yeah. almost you can feel him there. It's like
0: wow, that's yeah. so cool. You can, you can feel his breath.
1: Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> Andrew, I'm not you know, I'm your father. You know, but that's what I saw next. And to have Clubhouse Mm -hmm. doing, oh, it's all audio. It's like, that is so weird. Okay, whoever powers that be who make virtual reality, can you please hurry and make virtual reality chat rooms? And what's
0: cool is uh, you can scan... A 3D model of yourself with a, with a camera, actually. Mm-hmm. So, like, you can build this 3D model of yourself and then place that avatar in that room. I know. Like, Would that that's be so cool. cool. Yeah, I, I think it is. And I, I'm i excited for it. I, I'm really excited about the, the applications of virtual reality, like, even for businesses. My friend, uh, Brian Ross Maneth, he has a Jack Saxton. We were just, you know, just throwing out around ideas, you know, like, he could make a in a virtual reality app for axe throwing you know and get really creative with it, you know yeah like build the craziest kind of uh kind of you know target that you couldn't build in real life really like practically, and it's just it's
1: like dragons,
0: yeah <laughs> exactly riding around on a dragon dragon into- slayer with axes <laughs> have you have you have you played around with virtual yet?
1: Um, yes and no. Okay. Because my my brother-in-law does a lot of high-techy stuff. Okay. And I did it once, but with my brain injury, it throws me. Mm. <laughs>
0: the, there's the, the reason I brought it yeah. up, though, is because it's actually surprising how
1: real it feels. It did. It felt like, too real.
0: If you're st- standing over a cliff in virtual reality, it can trigger real feelings like you're about to fall
1: yeah i got really really dizzy so i'm in it and i'm like whoa and i'm like i think my brain doesn't like this so i yeah. had to take this stuff off
0: and then i'm thinking about like psychological applications that, that can help people with like disorders and like help people work through certain phobias phobias uh and then there's this one thing that i have brought up on this podcast before but i'll bring it up again uh john assaroff was talking about this it's just uh, I think he's he's just a guy. Uh, <laughs> but uh, he flew out to India where they tested out like this uh, virtual reality thing that was like, you know, like they were doing some applications with it. And I don't know if it's pseudoscience, pseudoscience or not, but apparently when you're like a baby uh, – your brain is in a mode where it learns a lot more. Yes. So what they did was they had this virtual reality, make it look like you were in a baby's body. (laughs) And then they'd have you learn things. And it just, I I think, you know, there's some applications of like how it can trigger the openness of your mind.
1: Well, you know, there's meditations for that, where you go back into your, into like basically the womb and rebirth yourself, basically. It's the same. It's the concept of bringing your mind back. Because when you're blind doesn't know time and space. Mm-hmm. So when you go into your mind and bring it back to your younger years, you can see things differently. You can absorb yeah. things and you, yeah, we learn at a very rapid rate when we're babies. And
0: VR could help uh, Could help with that, I think, you know, help accelerate uh, that, that meditation or maybe even make it, maybe not even just help it, but maybe have its own unique uses.
1: Yeah, <laughs> well, and you've got to think, pilots learn virtual reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, fighter pilots and, you know, you know, military guys. I mean, I remember as a kid, and I'm a lot older than you, Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> as a kid, I remember going into a virtual reality um, cockpit and flying a jet, an F, an mm. F-16. And it was all virtual reality.
0: Yeah, with the screens and everything. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen it, but the, in 3E's, uh, the comedy club, in that back VIP room, they have something similar to that. Actually. Really? It's like a driver thing. Really? I don't know. It seemed like a weird place for it, but I mean, that's cool that they got it, though. <laughs> 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 I was like, this is here in a VIP in a comedy club. <laughs> but it's cool, though. It looks cool. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll
1: have to go find it next time. Yeah. <laughs> but, but that's the thing is uh, virtual reality has been around for so long, but it's evolving I mean, look at cars. The self-driving cars—they are. It's seeing mm. the world around it. Yeah. When it drives, as a virtual interacting reality. with it. Yeah. <laughs> so there's more to it that we will see soon, but oh, it's yeah. exciting, and it I is. can't wait to have virtual reality ch- chat rooms.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's gonna be fun, and they do have those. Uh, they're just kind of clunky, I think. Yeah. Like every, the graphics aren't that good. I guess. Yeah. It's like those
1: uh, <laughs> those anime things are.
0: Yeah, a little blocky. Clunky, yeah. Your hand can go through a wall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I guess we'll start wrapping this up. Uh, okay. We just had a whole virtual reality section there. Yes, we did. <laughs> so, so yeah, uh, Denim and Pearls uh, podcast. Check it out Friday at noon. on your, on. Is it on a Facebook page uh-huh. or is it on the personal page?
1: Well, it's on everything. We, we, we live stream through everything. But if you look for Denim and Pearls podcast on Facebook or Denim and Pearls podcast on YouTube, you're going to find us either way.
0: All right, yeah, sounds good. Well, it was wonderful having you on the show, and I plan to at least have this show for 10 years, so hopefully I'll have back on sometime
1: (laughs) (laughs) hopefully i'm still around in 10 years
0: (laughs) yeah for sure me too yeah (laughs) all right this has been the cos business podcast and we'll see you guys on the next episode
1: if you'd like me to read an ad script at
0: the beginning of every episode or in the middle or at the end promoting your business then reach out to cosbusinesspodcast at gmail.com or reach out to me directly andrew Hasley.